0: Hope you, if you were here last Sunday, I hope you enjoyed that about the new creation. I got so much good feedback about the three lamps. You know, people seeing that. Oh, it's it'll be on CD. I don't, I don't know if it's ready today, but just put the uh, put your name in there, and they'll get get you a copy of it. Yep, last Sunday, August the eighth. Miss the visual of the lamps. Yeah, you'll miss that. That's there there wasn't a video, but. We'll do the lamps again one day. Can I ask a question? Sure. Excuse me, but I was, I was not here last week. Oh, it's before I was in church. Right. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, but
1: uh, actually, it
0: happened last week. That was week before. No, that's right, week before. Yeah, that's right, the week before. Yeah, right, the week before. And then, uh, Pastor Clark addressed it last Sunday. Okay, so it'll be in the service. I don't know. If, I don't know if it'll be on the CD. I doubt it's on the CD because they just put the teaching on the CD. But but it was really good the way he handled it. It was really good. Very good. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what he said afterwards. It was really good. And anybody can tell you that, that was there last Sunday. It was. It was well handled. It was really cool. Sure. Love you, buddy. Lord, we just thank you that you're with us always. Lord, help us to continue to see these heavenly realities because when we see the heavenly realities there's a joy there's a joy that comes forth that is not of this world joy unspeakable and full of glory when we see the new creation when we see what the resurrection really accomplished when we see the new heart the new man Lord, thank you for helping us comprehend these things by the Spirit. Who can know these things but the Spirit? Who can know the thoughts of God but the Spirit of God? And you've given us the Spirit of God, Father, that we might know the deep things of God, the mysterious workings of God. Great is the mystery of our godliness. What a work. What an awesome work of death and resurrection, of new beginning, of new creation, of new covenant of new man. Behold, I make all things new. Didn't I say if you would only believe, you would see the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to just share a few more thoughts about the new creation today. Some things about about that. Um, the uh, I was uh, uh, I was on cable this morning looking at uh, Joel Osteen. That I was I was scanning the cable and I saw Jimmy Swaggart's Ministries on there. And I, and uh, he had a guest speaker. It wasn't Jimmy Swaggart, but it was a guest speaker. And and he was uh, had a few minutes. So I wanted to see what he said. And and he was talking about how sometimes God. You know, so talking about Israel being in the wilderness, and so sometimes we're in the wilderness and so forth. And, and he said that God wants to do two things when we are in the wilderness. He wants to show us, number one, he wants to show us the evil that is in our hearts. And secondly, how good God is and how God will provide for us in the wilderness and so forth. And I thought, you know, that's the problem. That's the problem with um, the church as a whole does not see the new creation. I mean, if you do not see that you have a new heart, then you're you're lost. Not lost, but but you're you, you have no hope of change, really. Because uh, Paul, when Paul said, "Put off the deeds of the old man who is dead, and put on the deeds of the new man." If there's not a new man, if there's not a new heart, then what's he doing? He's just, he's just, uh, he's. Holding a carrot in front of us that we could never do yeah it's just it's just a it's a, it's misleading Paul is misleading us he's not he's not he's not giving us there's no way that you can just put on the deeds of a new man if you're not a new man so um and we see it all through his writings how clear it is that we are a new creation with a new heart and a new person new you know so I want to just share a few thoughts about that again. And we'll look at that because I think it's, it's just so crucial to see that um, God created again. H- listen to this thought. God created in the beginning. He said, "Let there be light." And he began the creation, and He called light out of darkness. Um, take a look at Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six, please. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six. In the very beginning he said, "Let there be light." And he began the creation. And Paul writes in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse six, He says, "For God who said, "'Light shall shine out of darkness, or "Let there be light." He's quoting Genesis. For God, who said, "Light shall shine out of darkness," for in Genesis it says that God caused light to shine forth out of the darkness, because the the earth was dark and void, and darkness was, was upon the deep, and the spirit hovered over the deep, and it was all dark and chaos. And God said, "Let there be light." He caused light to shine out of the darkness. God said, "Let there be light." Paul is com- is comparing the act of creation in the beginning with the act of creation now for those who have believed on Jesus. So cool. Verse 6. For God who said let light shall shine out of darkness is the one, the same God who began all creation, all that is visible is the same one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. In our Dark hearts, see, we were dark, darkened in our understanding, alienated from the life of God. We heard the gospel, we heard the good news, and the word itself carries with it light. In thy word is light, brings light. The entrance of thy word brings light. So the the gospel itself has the power to reveal to the darkened heart the truth. As he said just earlier, look right above that, he says, verse 4, well, let's see verse 3, right, right above that verse 3 says, If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world, little g, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. See, the moment you believe, your mind cannot be blinded. So here's, the enemy can, can blind the minds of the unbelieving so that they may not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Which, by the way, tells me right there that anybody can be saved. Anybody can be saved. You see that? Because it's not a matter of, as we've been taught in some circles, that God has to sovereignly regenerate someone and and cause them, recreate them in Christ before they can have saving faith. No. This says the light shines into the darkness. And the ones who believe the light penetrates and they either believe they receive that light or they, or they don't. Now, the ones that the light does not penetrate because of their unbelief, the enemy is able to continue to blind them. Isn't that cool? So, we, we all can receive of the light of the gospel, the word, the entrance of thy word bringeth light, just as the light came into the world. In the, in the gospel of John, the light came into the world, and... We either receive it, we believe it or not. If we believe it, then the act of creation takes place. And that's what he's saying in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. That a new creation has taken place. Now, think about this thought. God has literally, what he began in creation of all that is visible was all a picture of the the real God act of creation that he was going to bring forth in other words it was all a it was all a preliminary thing it was a picture of the real Uh, Romans says that the things that the the invisible things of God the invisible things of God are clearly seen and understood by the things which have been made The invisible things of God are clearly seen and understood by the things that have been created or made. So, in the very beginning, when God created the visible, it was all speaking of the invisible. The invisible is what is the reality. The visible is the picture of the reality, which is why Paul says... Paul got this revelation. Paul says, look not on that which is seen, visible, but that which is unseen, for that which is seen is temporary, as a photograph, as a picture of what is eternal. That's why it says Jesus came and brought grace and truth, as, or as Clark is really just so awesome on this teaching about truth. Jesus came and brought grace and the reality. What, is, what God looks like in the invisible, what everything is like in the invisible. So... All of this, all of this is a picture of the real that's behind what is seen. Hebrews says, we know that that which is seen has been made by that which is unseen. Hebrews. We know that that which has been formed was made by that which is unseen, invisible. Okay. So now all right, now hear this thought. This is so cool. This new creation that God has raised in the resurrection of Christ. That's why the next line he says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This treasure in earthen vessels. Everyone who has believed literally, literally are a new species, a new person a new creation that's why paul was took great pains to talk about in romans about the lineage of adam and the lineage of christ In adam all die in christ all are made all are made alive adam is from below he says christ is the lord from above adam became a living soul christ a life-giving spirit It's a whole new reality. Now, this is the reality that we're, you and I are to live in this shell, this earthen vessel on this visible planet in this reality of a completely new person within. Completely new. In fact, Romans 8 says Paul saw all this. He saw all this. Paul says in Romans 8, the creation, this creation, the visible, groans And waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. This creation itself is deteriorating. And it groans to be released into the liberty of the sons of God that you have now. Because you're eternal. So when you're manifested, when he is revealed, then we too shall be revealed. When he who is our life is revealed, we too shall be revealed. The lamp's shade will come off. The lamp is still there. The light is there. The new creation of the lampshade will come off when he's revealed and we too shall be revealed. And at the same time, that which is the old creation, which is grown, which is groaning to be set free from the corruption shall be made new. Behold, a new heavens and a new earth. But now you and I live completely new on the inside. When Paul says, Behold, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, I make all things new. I mean, the only thing that remains is the redemption of the body. This temple, this shell, this earthen vessel, Paul called it. This tent, Paul called it. This um, physical, visible thing, the body Shall put on immortality shall be redeemed and put on and uh, substance that matches what 's inside of you, which is eternal and immortal, but right now we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why so that the excellency of the power is clearly seen to be of God and not of ourselves because the new creation is actually wired and made dependent on the Christ we're actually that's part of our makeup we're actually a branch on a vine we're actually a body that has a head we're 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 actually created in union with him so so we live by him as he said I live by the father so you shall you live by me so we in this in this the weakness of our flesh the frailty of flesh and the things that we encounter in this world we grow more and more dependent on him as this new creation Allowing him to, to manifest through us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So God wants us to see the new creation, the, the new, the, this act. This act. Um, that's why he said, Paul said this in Galatians. He said, the whole world has been crucified unto me and I unto the world. What? The whole world has been crucified to me and I unto the world. See, he, Paul saw the complete annihilation of the creation the complete annihilation of Adam, the complete annihilation of everything, the whole world was taken down in the cross. He who was before all things and in whom are all things in a great mystery when he came into time and space and died and offered himself up by the eternal spirit took down everything that came after him. He who was slain before the foundation of the world he totally judged all things, purged, cleansed all things. That's why Paul says that he might cleanse things in heaven and on earth. Because there was a rebellion in heaven. His death allowed the judgment to fall on, the, on Lucifer for the first time. Now is the prince of this world cast out. See, heaven's been cleansed. Before his death, the enemy could go and accuse us before the throne of God in the book of Job. No more. I beheld Satan as lightning cast down. Heavens, the heavens have been cleansed. This is awesome. This is so awesome. That's why Paul was beside himself writing about this stuff. He said, oh God, open the eyes of their understanding that they might see the hope of his calling. Awesome hope of this awesome calling. The riches of the inheritance, you know, the exceeding power that is toward them. The same power that was in Christ when God raised him from the dead. The act of creation itself, raising him above all principalities and powers above all things into the heavens. Cleansing all things, descending and ascending for, you know, everything above all things, putting all things under under his feet up help him see what god has done you know this is this is the expansion of the mind of christ we have the mind of christ we can know the thoughts of god the spirit of god is given that we might know the thoughts of god the spirit of god is given that we might know the deep things of god not the flesh You see, religion is is all. Religion is blind to the new heart, so they focus on the flesh. They focus on sin in the flesh. They focus on trying to perfect the flesh. They focus on trying to work on the flesh. They work. They 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 miss what Jesus said when he said, "That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit." He did not say, "That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is flesh and spirit." It's, whole, it's a whole new, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, and not of the flesh. Paul says, when we were in the flesh, and the sinful passions were aroused by the law, bringing us, our actions, of, the fruit of those things were death, but now we're not in the flesh, having been joined to Him who is raised from the dead, a new creation, if the Spirit of Christ... Abide in you, Paul says, you are not in the flesh. If the Spirit of Christ is in you. That's why we can... When Paul says, consider the members of your body dead. See, I used to think, consider the members of your body dead. Consider your body dead to sin. Reckon your body dead. Reckon dead. I used to think that that was a... a, uh, strenuous kind of thing, reckon it, reckon it, Uh, believe it, Uh, I'm dead, I'm dead to sin, I'm dead to sin. And right in the middle of temptation trying to say I'm dead to sin, I'm dead to sin. And the more I say that, the more sin raged. you know, it's like, oh God, I can't do this. The, the The secret is not being focused on the dead. That's why he said words like, just reckon it, just acknowledge it, just consider it. dead, Because you focus on the life. You focus on the new man, the new creation. And because, because you're a new creation, it follows that the old is dead. You, can, you see what I'm saying? Because you're a new man, it's logical that the old is not me. If this is me, that's not me. But you don't struggle with saying that's not me. You, you, you don't even struggle, but you set your mind, you enjoy the truth that that's me. You feed on the truth that that's me. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. He's raised a new invisible creation that will be manifested when he is manifested. But now, in the beginning, the creation started in the visible because it was a picture of the invisible. But now the invisible has come. And then the visible will follow. That's why we walk by faith. By faith. Didn't I say, Jesus said, if you would but believe, you would see the glory of God. And the glory of God is this, I believe. The glory of God. He said that before Lazarus' tomb. And Romans talks about it. But you know what I believe the glory of God is? As far as, you know, I think in that context, what he's saying is that he said, I'm going to show you what God, only God can do. It's the glory of being God. That's what he's saying. The glory of being God. You want to know what the glory is of being God? I'll tell you what it is because... What I'm about to tell you, only God can do. And that's why it's the glory of being God. God can raise the dead. Evil cannot. And God can call into being that which did not exist before by his word. Evil cannot do that. Man cannot do that. The glory of God. If we would believe only, we would see, we'd get a revelation of the glory of God, and we would enjoy now that we who were dead in our transgressions and sins and in the flesh have been raised from the dead, and a new being has been called into being that never existed before by his resurrection, a new creation. Behold, this day have I begotten thee. Speaking of the resurrection. Behold, this day have I begotten thee. So we live focused on the unseen reality. There is no hope any other way. There is no hope. And if if we have in our minds that we have an evil heart and we need to work on our heart and we need to work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it, Can a leopard remove its spots? No. Can a man change his heart? No. Only God can change the heart. And God can't even live in the heart that has been repaired by man if it could be repaired by man. I mean, think about that. God inhabiting man's heart who's been working on it all his life, trying to get more pure and more holy. Think about that. God's going to now dwell in, at what point does he dwell in the heart? Well, we know he he's dwells in, at the moment we believe, he comes in. Well, yeah, but religion says you got a, a lifetime of working on that heart. See, it, it's not logical even. The, the process is not the heart. The process is the renewal of the mind. It's the mind catching up with what is invisible. And if we focus on the flesh and try to fix ourselves by looking at the flesh, it's a dead end, it's a trap. It's what God said to Adam and Eve at the very beginning. You know, who told you you were naked? Why are you going that way? Why are you looking at your nakedness? Who told you you were naked? That's not the way. That's, that's, you took the wrong fork in the road. Yeah. The way is to not look at your nakedness. The way is to look at Christ, yeah. who has clothed us with himself. And that's what the apostles taught. As we look at him, yeah, really? Floater in the flesh in my vision, he says, you just keep looking at the light. Awesome! I said, Well, awesome. yeah, that's true, because I have floaters too. And if I look at the floater, I keep seeing the floater. He says, he says, if you start looking at the floater, it's gonna drive you crazy. And he says, then your vision will be offset and it'll just complicate the issue. Yes. The secret of dealing with the floater is to look to the light. And immediately I was like. When I walked out of that setting and I started to meditate on that whole thing, and I was declaring to God, I said, God, look at you know, the light. That was a teachable moment. Yes. <laughs> and I, so I just spoke to him and he says, just as, just as your eye is the soul, to, or your eye is the light where the light comes into you and you can see physically, he says, the new creation is the eye to the spirit. And he says, whenever this floater comes in to the picture, he says, you don't start looking at the floater in yes. flesh. Wow. He says, you look to the light Yes. Wow. The, the floater and the flesh is dealt with. Man, I hope this got on the tape. You know, that's awesome. Because he says, the light then continues to bring the revelation that is necessary for you to continue to the new creation of life itself. Yes. So it's, yes. That's awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Oh, man, that's awesome because I have those floaters too, and it's so true. Man, you start looking at the floaters, and they move every time you look at them, and they're like, it does drive you crazy. It's like, But if you just forget about them and look at the light, they disappear. You don't see them. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome, man. I don't know about you guys, but this is getting so clear. Isn't it cool? Yeah. No good thing dwells in our flesh. And there's no reason to uh, try to look at for sin in the flesh. It's God has, has not only crucified the flesh, he's buried it. That's why the burial part of the gospel is very important. Death, burial, resurrection. He buried the flesh. He doesn't relate to you based on the flesh. He doesn't relate to you based as the son of Adam. He, he relates, he calls, he calls the, and that's Ephesians calls the, the sons of Adam, the sons of disobedience. I used to think that meant if a believer disobeyed, oh, now I'm a son of disobedience. No, the sons of disobedience are the ones in context. There are those who are captive by the prince of the air. The scripture says the devil and Ad, the people of Adam, are those who are, who have not believed. But you've obeyed the gospel and believed, and been sprinkled by his blood, Peter says. You've, you've, you're, sons of, you're sons of the obedient one, Christ, by the obedience of one Christ. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Hey, James. Yeah. I, when he was talking, when you were talking, I was uh, going to Ephesians 5 8, which says, For you were, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yes. You are light. Not you're you are becoming. Right. You once were, you are now this. See, that's... The new creation is, is key to everything. It's like all we've, you know, we've dreamed all our Christian life. We've read these pages from Paul. We've seen this description of this victorious life. We are more than conquerors. All these words. And for years we've wondered, you know, I guess I'm just not able to pull it off. And you know why? Because we've been fed wrong teaching for years that we have an evil heart, that we need to search out sin in the flesh. All these things that the apostles didn't teach. In fact, they taught just the opposite. Why are you looking at the flesh? Look at the spirit. Set your mind on things of the spirit. Set your mind on, on things above where you are seated with him in heavenly places. See the new creation. See the new heart. See in many, place, in many cases, a lot of believers are just now beginning a fresh new journey of these truths. Yeah. And where we've had 20 or 30 years of, you know, good times, bad times, victory, defeat, whatever, because we've been on this roller coaster thing with this wrong thinking. It's like that song. Um, what's that song that um, they sing at acapella? What's that song that... Uh, Oh, I love that song with acapella. They said, "When now, now the, the prison, but now the keys, the prison keys are opening." Oh, be ye glad, be ye glad! I love that song, "Be ye glad," and I like all the stanzas of "Be ye glad." And one of the stanzas talks about, um, you know, you, you've been in this prison for years and you've lost hope. And then the stanza says, "Ah, but this time, the prison keys are opening. This time." You who shine as lights upon the water. Oh, it's a great stance about the mystery. You're, you're part of this great mystery. as You shine as lights, as a lighthouse to keep people from falling on the rocks. Oh, be ye glad for every debt that you had has been paid up in full. Be ye glad. Oh, it's awesome. I love that. I love that song. But um, just to wrap it up, think about this, saints. God showed a picture of this new creation. And one day, I'd I'd like to do that. We'll do a a teaching on, on Noah's flood, Noah's ark and all, because you can see the whole picture in Noah's flood. But that's one thing to consider. Read the scriptures about Noah's flood, and you'll see God teaching us about a new creation that would come forth. It's like the best way he could paint... Paint it the best. It's like the best way. If I, if you think about how can I paint a picture that they would understand that, that I'm going to create a new that, that's coming in the future. I mean, the best way to do it would be just show the whole world destroyed. Show the way to the new world through a boat with one door and one window with three levels, which speaks of Revelation. And I'll put them inside the boat. And I'll have them go through this judgment and death. And I'll have the boat come out on the other side of a cleansed world, a new world, with a rainbow, a promise, no more judgment. Isn't that an awesome picture? I mean, it's right there. It's a perfect picture. And only God could paint that because it actually happened. So just look at that. We'll look at that maybe one day. There's so many things about Noah's flood that, that teaches us that we have literally through going through that one door on the ark, they went to another world. They lived in a cleansed earth under a rainbow of promise by going through that one door, keeping their eyes on one window on one truth. Jerusalem. Yeah. It is. It is the, the you, are, you and I are the population of the New Jerusalem having the glory of God. Behold, I show you the Lamb's wife. Behold, I show you the Lamb's wife. Awesome. Anyway, so I just want to encourage you to stay on track. Stay on track. Stay on target. I love that, that scene in Star Wars, you know, where Luke is about to destroy the Death Star and and he's he's coming in, he's got to have the, he's got one shot to hit the Death Star and and he takes he he, he turns away from the uh, the equipment and Obi-Wan is speaking to him from the other realm and he says, Trust the force loop. And so he's like and then he's like and then they're trying to you know, Darth Vader's trying to distract him and stay on target, stay on target, stay on target. The enemy will try to distract you from the simplicity of of the new creation. Stay on target. Stay on target. There's a, there's a truth in Scripture about if you, if you hang on to something for seven days, something happens. Say that again. If you hang on to something for seven days, there's something, I don't know yet what this means, but God has shown me something about seven days. It's not, in other words, the battle is not as bad as you think. Is something that happens within seven days. If you can focus and you can hang in there for seven days, there's another level of understanding and strength. I'm telling you, it's not as hard as the enemy. The enemy would say, you're going to have this problem your whole life. And you're not, you're not going to ever see any victory in this. And you've got 30 years to try to overcome this. There's something, there's a secret about just believing for seven days. I don't know. I'm not even going to teach this yet, but there's something there's something about that. There's something about it. Because after seven days, something happens. Then there's another seven days. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be seven years. Seven days, seven that's years. Well, that's there's seven years too involved in all this, but there's something very cool about just seven days. That it's not it's not as hard as the enemy would have you think. Sabbath comes around every seven days. The rest, the rest, the rest, the rest. There's something very, very cool about that. that so be encouraged that, that it's not as, you know, he did the hard part. He's not going to make the walking of this out so hard. The reason why it's so hard to us is because of wrong thinking. But once we encourage each other in the truth and, and see the truth and, and set our minds on these things and allow that reality to come forth as we spend time with him and hear him speak to us. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall bear much fruit. So hear his words, see? Abide in me and my words. Is this really true, Lord? Is, this, is it really you? If it's really you, bid me come. Walking on the water, see. Anyway. You know, every, In the old covenant, you know, every seven years, I think it is they let the land rest. Right. And then, and then every on the fiftieth year, you know, every seven, seven is forty-nine years. On the fiftieth year, that was the year of jubilee. Right. All, All debts paid. Paid everything. Jesus said, "I am your jubilee." Yeah. There's something very powerful about the whole seven something. I'm not sure what. But I I know that there's a there's a secret to this that the enemy would make you think that it's very very difficult and very very hard. But how hard is it to lift up the shepherd's staff and part the Red Sea? What is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. Didn't I say if you would but believe, you would see the glory of God? Stay on target. Stay on target. The fight of faith. Believe. Watch what happens. Lord, thank you so much. Your ways are not man's ways. Thank you, Lord, so much for opening our eyes to the new creation. Behold, a new world. The kingdom has really come. The glad news of the kingdom of heaven has come. Another reality. A new world. A new people a holy nation, a royal priesthood, from above, no longer from below. Open our eyes bright, Lord, to the reality of the light. Like Russ said, Lord, help us see the light more fully, that we might see ourselves in the light. For we once were darkness, as Chris read, we once were darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Awesome reality. And help us encourage each other in the truth, speaking the truth one to another in this awesome love that we might be built up in you. And come to the full manifestation of the Son of God through these bodies as the Spirit puts to death the deeds of the body. The new man putting on his own deeds because he is manifesting the new. Sons and daughters of God. Crying, Abba, Papa. We wait for your manifestation in the skies. And when you are revealed, you who are our life, we too shall be revealed in the twinkling of an eye. And that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And the world will see that they rub shoulders with the sons and daughters of God. A new creation. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Amen.